Welcome to the Bitchin' Brainstorm podcast with Elaine the Brain Terso. I believe that every problem has a solution. So the episodes you will hear will be live strategy calls with real entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck. We will spend a few minutes bitching about the struggle and then move forward with finding solutions. You will hear topics about launching offers, mindset, marketing, strategy, and so much more. Remember, we are both the problem and the solution. Now let's get out of our own damn way and get shit done. If you are an entrepreneur and would like to receive a live strategy call, please visit bitchandbrainstorm.com and fill out an application. We would love to have you as our next guest. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bitch and Brainstorm podcast. I am your host, Elaine the Brain Terso, and I'm here this time with a friend. She is not a stranger. And so I'm really excited to um, chat with her more and see where we can, how we can support her today. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, tell everybody, um, you know, who you are, what you do, and tell us what is keeping you stuck. Why are we going to have this conversation today? Oh, thanks, Elaine, and thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm I'm really excited. I've done some other video interviews before, but this is my first time experiencing a podcast, and it's certainly something I've been curious about. So thank you. Um, and it's always nice to see a, you know a friendly face and another friend. So thank you. Um, so I'm Ingrid Dick, aka Coaching Group, the Green Goddess. Um, I am a health coach and an Ayurveda wellness counselor, basically what I specialize in, um, and that's something that I've really refined my niche in the last year or so, is I help women reverse their type 2 diabetes. That's my niche. So um, I actually am a survivor of a very rare type of autoimmune disease, uh, which the doctors did not think I would survive. Yet here I am eight years later, off all my medications, complete reversal of disease and all the symptoms, et cetera, et cetera. Wow, what a miracle. I know it's actually science, hard science, and here I am. Um, and as a result of my own health transformation and my own journey, people just started coming to me saying, Ingrid, what are you doing? Are you on some special diet? Do you take a vitamin supplement? What are you doing? Um, and that's kind of how I fell quite accidentally into health coaching, but it's now become, you know, such a huge part of my life is helping other people with chronic illnesses, um, specifically type 2 diabetes, um, which is another chronic illness that I also have overcome. It was kind of a hangover of my autoimmune disease and many uh, patients with, with chronic autoimmune diseases also end up with metabolic disease like type 2 diabetes, high, high cholesterol, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I kind of, my work is, is something that, you know, I have overcome in my, in real life. So I kind of really know what I'm talking about. Um, this is year four of my business. So it's still fairly new, but, um, you know, I've been doing this long enough and working with, um, some really amazing women such as yourself and including yourself. You've helped me a lot already. So thank you, Elaine. But really, you know, helping sort of define who I am and, and what I'm doing. Because, I mean, I can't be a health coach to everybody. And really sort of understanding that I want to narrow it down. Um, last year, I really spent a great deal of time just sort of 
um, mastering my coaching skills, which was really fun and doing a lot of one-on-one work. This year, my life has taken, my personal life and my family life has taken a bit of a turn. Um, And I just don't feel that I sort of necessarily have the capacity, uh, the emotional and mental capacity, as well as the physical capacity, because I'm like driving my teenagers all over the countryside, um, to really take on a lot of one-on-one clients. So I kind of thought, well, okay, I'm not going to just walk away from the business. I need to do some reframing and think, well, what can I do? And so what I can do this year is really focus um, on a couple of things. One is group programs, but we may need to come back for part two of the podcast for that one. But really, the main part is on my content, is that I'm feeling this year is a great year to really be a lot more creative in terms of creating content um, and getting my message out to as many people as I possibly can. Um, you know, I think I've done a pretty good job on social media already, but then, you know, my problem is now I'm like, there's so many different platforms, you know, and I have to consider myself, like, consider what, what do I want to do? Do I want to be a writer or a speaker, right? Do I want to, if I'm going to be a writer, do I want to do a book? Because I did, you know, I was a, a contributing author for an anthology book last year, and that was just so exciting. Oh, my God. I was so excited. And that really told the beginning of my story, like from when I first started to get really sick and the diagnosis process, which is enormously challenging in this uh, quite crazy sick care system that we have here in the United States, trying to get a doctor who will actually listen to me and take me seriously and not say, oh, you're just depressed. Go take a pill or go to the pain clinic, who actually was going to take me seriously and and come up with a diagnosis and appropriate treatment. So that kind of tells that part of my story, but that's only the first part. And I feel like I have a lot more to tell that will resonate with a lot of people. And even if one person, you know, is is, uh, reached by my message and my story and it resonates with them and they are able to then make steps to change their own health and get a handle on their own health, well, then it's all worth it. Of course, it's cathartic for me. So I kind of went back and I thought, well, do I want to be a writer or a speaker? And if I want to be a writer, do I do a book versus a blog? Now, I've done one book. I've got some ideas for other books. But then do I start with a blog and then turn that into a book? Or like I'm kind of, I've got so many things going on in my brain. I need to just kind of hyper-focus and pick one thing that I'm going to do at least for the next quarter and do it well then it's like you know teaching versus entertaining you know if I'm going to be a speaker I already have um, a weekly show on Facebook live tasty Tuesdays my little cooking show and I just really you know demonstrate how easy it is to make simple healthy meals um, from food that will actually work as medicine and heal your chronic illness and not feed disease Um, A lot of it is keto and low carb, um, and a lot of it is Ayurveda cooking as well. Um, So that's both teaching, but it's also entertaining. People tune in and they have, we have a lot of fun. Sometimes I'll have a glass of wine or a cocktail and we chit chat about, you know, health in general and nutrition and food in general. So that's both teaching and entertaining. Um, You know, and as I said earlier, it's like I'm kind of really more in line with doing more group programs more online trainings, retreats, workshops, which is kind of more in the teaching versus one-on-one coaching. So there's kind of, it's like 
do I do this or do I do that, Elaine? Or is there a way that I can do both? And if I'm going to do both, how can I create the best content that I only have to create the content once, that I can use it in multiple different platforms? Does, I'm sure you are, you are nodding your head. I'm sure you're, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I've got all these ideas in my brain and I kind of am stuck because I'm like, well, what do I do first? What do I do first? And how do I do it so I don't have to double up on too much work? And how do I do it so that I continue to have a, a consistent message, whether I do a cookbook and memoir or whether I'm doing um, an online training program or whether I'm writing, you know, my, I've got a trilogy in my head um, in, in, in regards to holistic health, different aspects of holistic health. So that's where I'm at. Elaine, let me pick your brain. What have you All got right. for me? Good. Okay. <laughs> well, here's, the, here's the funny thing. <clears throat> I wrote down cookbook um, yeah. as a pop rock that came through. So that's yeah. confirmation for you. Um, I also wrote down recipe videos. So the other thing that, um, are you familiar with Tabitha Brown? No. So Tabitha Brown is a content creator that I started following on TikTok. And oh. she makes, she's vegan. I'm not vegan. And I still watch her videos because uh, I, I just love her as a person. And so what she does is she makes, <clears throat> she shows you how to uh, make meals vegan by replacing, you know, um, your protein, maybe with mushrooms or eggplant or right, exactly tofu. like all and the textures and all of the things she is able to make you know 60 second videos just by very showing add this add this add this instead of the long form um facebook lives that you're doing right so the thing is is that you know when you're doing those tasty tuesday classes um, you could have someone like Amy, who is on our, on our call today, edit your videos to cut them into short clips that can be turned into, um, TikTok or reels or something like that, because you have the opportunity to do recipes that are, that are, you know, attracting that certain audience that you're yeah. looking that you're trying to yeah. trying to help, right? And so <clears throat> then you take that recipe and you write a blog. So you do oh. one recipe a week is all you need, right? So you yeah. write your recipe out, then you record, you know, your your Tasty Tuesday class. Then depending on, you know, how well the video and you may want to have like two um I don't know if you want to have two videos or whatever, but you know, you want to have, make sure that the angles are good and oh, have two cameras pointed at it. That's easy. One that could just be easy, like throwing easy. stuff in the pan, throwing stuff in your food processor, the, measuring out the things, right. It could easily do a, do a B reel, like a B reel. Right. Right. And then, then that recipe, that blog that you create now can turn into a cookbook right? Which then can turn into 
um, like if you wanted to have, if you wanted to do a course or something like that, right? So you could do an online course and as a bonus, they get all of these recipes that you've already created. Yeah. So you're just technically, all you're doing is taking one recipe a week and then you repurpose it in all the ways. One That's a week. Genius. Because now, That's and then well, by because, the end yeah, of the year, two days is once a week. Yeah. and then by the end of the year, you have a cookbook. That's amazing. Right? And then you can turn that cookbook and, you know, at, so doing it a little bit at a time here, add this blog post, turn it into a cookbook. Here's pictures, right? Cause you need pictures. Oh and, yeah. I take pictures religiously of the different could, phases of cooking. But you could turn this, this idea into a workbook plus a cookbook, how to have, how to help people Re, you know, um, reverse diabetes, type two diabetes yeah. as a, as a workbook and a cookbook all in one, where you're teaching yeah. them about the different foods and what they do to your body and things like that. You can have com companion videos that go with it if you wanted to, but like being able to just take everything that you do and just compile that into, into one amazing thing and and you got some for the person that likes to read you got something for the person that likes to watch and if you're not over you know what i mean you're not recreating you're you're literally taking writing one recipe a week talk a little bit about why it's important put that into a blog post with some pictures and then you record your videos and then have someone edit them for you in a way that is you can repurpose them and put them on YouTube. You can repurpose those and put those on TikTok or on Instagram reels or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's genius. That's genius because, you know, and I do see, I do follow a lot of people on, I'm not so much of a TikTok watcher. <laughs> that's too much. That's, I go down that rabbit hole and then it's two in the morning and I like, I need to go to bed and stop watching this, uh, this uh, <laughs> dubious stuff. But yeah, certainly on Instagram, I see a lot of these, um, you know, keto people, low carb people, like a lot of people who do similar things to I do. And they've got these tight little videos. And I'm like, how do they find the time to do that? Like, that seems to me to be a lot of work. But you're right, I can just outsource it. I can just outsource it. Here's the raw footage, knock yourself out. Right, exactly. Exactly. And then, like I said, you know, you're just everything that you decide to record, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, just take a video of whatever it is that you're making for yourself that day. So it really just kind of becomes like a personal, this is what I'm eating yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to document it. Right. And you're turning it into something to help someone else because you struggled with it. So this is what you're doing for your life. Yeah. And this is, you can, this is what I had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner that day. And this is how it impacted my blood sugar. This is how I felt that day. I, you know, I, I was feeling like my, like my sugar was going to go up. So this is what I had to combat that. You know what I mean? So just play on your own life, but record, get a really good phone that has a really good camera. Yeah. And literally just record yourself putting it together 
it just never occurred to me to do it outside of my Tasty Tuesdays. That seems so obvious, right? It's always yeah. that thing that's right in front of us. It's like, because I cook so many different, it's not just on Tuesdays. Obviously, I cook most days. So right. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you could create um you could create a menu, right? And that menu can go into the cookbook. You know, you can have a yeah. variety of menus and you know what I mean? And just yeah. And even meal planning, I don't know if that's something that is important to you or not, but being able to stay on yeah. track because yeah. You know what I mean? What do you do when you're hangry and you haven't uh taken something out for dinner and you're like, "Crap, what are we going to do?" And yeah. talking about real life, living with di with type two diabetes, and this is yep. this is what you do when you didn't take something out for dinner and you're hangry. Yep. Right. What do you eat? What do you do? Right. So, I, I think you have you've already start you've already built an audience. You yes. have a very loyal following. Yes. Right. And so you already have that established. So you're not starting from scratch here. All you're doing no, is I'm not. adding more value. Well, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, I've been I, at first when I, you know, it's like, oh, I need to start my YouTube channel. It was really daunting because like I've got one lonely video up there, but I knew the time will pass. And now I've got two years worth of content on there because I started doing Tasty Tuesdays two years ago. I was saying to my husband last night, can you believe that it's like two years of Tasty Tuesdays? He's like, wow. So I've got a ton of content just from Tasty Tuesdays, not even counting all the other stuff that I've done. Right. And you can have those video transcribed using Otter. You can transcribe Otter. those videos, otter.ai. Oh, and they'll, wow. it'll turn okay. the, the, whatever you're saying, and then you can have somebody go in and their job can be to pull out oh, the shit the, out like of it. The, and put it in my blog for me. You know, I have a VA that I hired last year. She's sitting there saying what have you got for me I could just have her do project. that here's a project all right Leanne I'm gonna email you after this <laughs> <laughs> right and just say let's get these these videos transcribed and now right. turn them into blog content right. which then turns into a recipe for your cookbook Boom. Wow. Boom. Wow. This is why they call you Elaine the Brain. This is why they call me Elaine the Brain. Because you can't see wow. your own shit. You can't see it. You know what? I can't. I can't, I can't see I, my I, own I, shit either. Right? That's why I have two coaches. Right. Right? So we can't see our own shit. We can't. So that's why I am here providing this service because I want to help people get out of their own damn way so they can get shit done. Like that's my whole thing is let's get this done. It's something that you want to do. So let's freaking do it. Yeah. Amen, sister. Right? I feel like a dog chasing its own tail. Like, where do I start? Do I, do I start with the blog first? Do I start like, what? but you're right. It's all right. It's, it's already there. I've got so much content. So Elaine, much. I have already got so much content. Yes. 
and I just completely hadn't even thought about like I could I could have this cookbook pulled together pretty quickly because I've already got two years worth of cooking shows right exactly right and then you just start building up a following on whatever platform you choose I'm gonna I would recommend I'm not I'm not even lying I want I so here's the thing you have something that is not only educational but entertaining right you do that's my whole point right that's what I want to do I don't want to be a boring lecturer you know I want to make it fun and interactive right so what you have is I so TikTok is very algorithm thing right and you know I love TikTok I I could stay on it all day long but (laughs) I don't, I have set times when I go on the platform because otherwise I'll never get anything done. But I love watching people cook stuff. I do. I love so it. Do I. I, love, so do I. I love seeing creative things that people make. And so TikTok knows that it shows me dogs. It shows me food. It shows me, um, some business stuff. Cause I like that. And it shows me, um, you know, people that are stylish, maybe a little makeup tips, right? Like I I've curated my, my feed to show me all of that stuff, right? There are people that that is their jam. They want to learn how to cook healthy. They want to learn how to do things that are easy and you have the ability to take what you've already done or start from today, start documenting what you, what you made. I did that one time. I literally was like, you know what? I'm going to make, um, we love Olive Garden's Zupa Toscana and we figured out Yum. how to make it at home. Okay. Exactly. So I made a video and I'm like, this is how we make Zupa Toscana at home. Like literally. And I just recorded, like I started chopping my potatoes. I'm not gonna like, it was literally clip add this, add this clip, 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 clip. And then I put it together on in shot. So then I could edit it and trim it and whatever. And boom, now I have a video and you don't real. I don't think you realize the potential that you have to grow on a platform like that especially when you have something that you can sell and say, I have a course or I have a cookbook. I have a group. I have, here's my blog. You can try to monetize your blog and get advertisers and whatever. Like there's so much potential there for yourself. I don't think you truly realize that. No, I I don't. I I know I don't. I still feel that after three years, um, and even with all the coaching and mentoring that I've had from women like you, I still feel sometimes like I'm a deer in the headlights. Right. It's because you can't see your own shit. That's why. No, I realize that. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I've come a long way from when yeah. I first opened my, 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 my practice, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is, it is the, the finding I mean, I'm comfortable with Facebook. That's just, if that's my comfort zone, but I know that there's, that's really only the tip of the iceberg. And I just kind of have a feeling in my gut that there are other platforms that will be the ones to reach more people and really bring in the bucks. Yep. You know, like in terms of 
getting people to sign up for my group programs and yeah like the other stuff like eventually once once I get my cookbook and then my trilogy out I mean I'm hoping that people make money from selling their books yeah right right Right. but you know you could like I said you can turn it into a work a workbook and a cookbook combined do something different that's and that's that's the key you know I've been doing a lot of research on that um, you know, there's a lot of diabetes cookbooks out there, um, you know, and it's, I know that's kind of like my, my shtick right now is the diabetes diva, but, you know, I kind of going back to where that all stemmed from was my autoimmune disease, which no one likes to talk about the type of the autoimmune disease that I had, which was a rare type of um, inflammatory bowel disease. No one wants to talk about that. It's cringy. It's embarrassing. And, you know, when I was searching on Amazon, there really aren't there's a couple of guys in the UK who wrote a sort of memoir, sort of anecdotal, this is what worked for me, but it wasn't, and there are some anti-inflammatory, you know, cookbooks and people who tell their stories, it's kind of like a memoir slash cookbook, who tell their stories of how specific nutrition and specific protocol help them reverse their autoimmune disease but there's nothing really out there that addresses um, inflammatory bowel disease and the fact is that it's it's really becoming a commonplace disease now yeah it really is it's increasing and you know so it's kind of like I I focus more on the diabetes because that's more of a comfort thing I mean I don't you know to talk about but when I'm you know when I'm doing the cookbooks it's like I want to think do I want to incorporate that and if so how you know what I mean oh what happened that's how with comedy right so you have you have the And I know, I know that you already use your last name as a, as a way to, you know, kind of put the shock and oh, awe absolutely. into things, yeah. right? So Ingrid you, Dick. Yep. Right, right. So you already have kind of that shtick. And I say, yeah. take it a step further and talking right. about shit and dicks. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, like whatever, right? Like it's the thing that how can you yeah. talk about it in a way that makes other people feel more comfortable talking about it. Right. And the way that you do that is through humor. You just need, someone needs to be first and that someone could be you. It could be, it could be me. It could be me. I mean, I, there are some really amazing people on like Insta. I've seen there's this one gal on Insta and she's uh, has ulcerative colitis and, and she's like a business coach. She says, you know, okay, you don't need to let, allow chronic illness to stop you from achieving your entrepreneurial goals and she's kick-ass literally I mean she's amazing and she really struggles with her health she is not over it and I just look at her and I'm just like oh man you know but she's she's selling something a little bit different Uh right and it's like I've just not seen anyone out there openly openly talking about inflammatory bowel disease which then for me then the hangover was you know type 2 diabetes it's kind of you know usually one thing leads to another leads to another leads to another right um but there's no one really out there that I've seen that have been sort of openly talking about it and you know that was really the first that was really the first part it kind of seems to be the logical next step after the anthology book that I that I was a, a, you know, a contributing author to that told 
sort of really about the diagnosis, the road to diagnosis, and coming to terms with that kind of really scary, icky, nasty kind of diagnosis, like, ah, really, of all the diseases, I've got to get this really nasty one. And the treatment was unpleasant. You know, five and a half years of infusions via IV in my port every eight weeks. I mean, it was bullshit. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just it's unsustainable. Um, and I don't really see a lot of people talking about that and talking about food specifically to inflammatory bowel disease. And it's it's really interesting for a couple a few years leading up to the pandemic, obviously, with the pandemics, a lot of these conferences have been shut down. But I would go to all these health conferences and medical conferences like Metabolic Health Summit and, and Low Carb USA and all these ones. And, and there are all the doctors and the scientists and the researchers. You've got cardiologists and uh, neurologists and you've got, um, um, you've got all the diabetes doctors. You've got the, um, the oncologists. Every kind of, you know, genre with chronic illness. Um, are represented, but where's where's the gastroenterologists? Yeah, where is IBD represented mm -hmm. in the low carb keto community? Mm -hmm. Where where is the representation? Um, and there just isn't. There, there just isn't. And um, and I'm just not seeing anything on that. So I think you could be right, Elaine. I've mm -hmm. I, I think that's another thing that's been holding me back and that's been keeping me stuck because. You know, it always comes down to fear. In Ayurveda, we talk about fear all mm -hmm. the time. It's fear that's holding you back, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm not really afraid of the F word because in my mind, I don't say the F word. And I'm not talking about fuck. I'm talking about failure. You know, yeah. there is no such thing. I mean, if I get a book published, it doesn't matter if only one person buys it. Well, who gives a shit? You know, it's like I would have done my, I would have done my thing because I, I feel really strongly that, um, that this is this is an issue that, that we need to talk about. It's like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, no one said the C word. Everyone was afraid to talk about, oh, you can't talk about auntie's cancer. Right. You can't talk about grandma's cancer. You don't talk about it. Well, now every second person has bloody cancer. Right. Right. It's, right. It used to be, you know, in certainly, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, it was a relatively rare disease. Yeah. It was still a rare disease, but now every other person has cancer. I have three members of my immediate family who have had cancer, mm. who have had legit cancer and needed surgery to remove body parts and or radiation, chemo, right. you know, hormone therapy afterwards, the whole, the whole disaster. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then, of course, you know, with my autoimmune disease, I mean, I was riddled with precancerous polyps. If they hadn't figured out a treatment to make those polyps go away, I would have had all my intestines and my stomach removed. Right. Um, otherwise, I would have been dead within probably five, six months. And that's the, that's the reality. Right. 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 Um, yeah. But, you know, so the fear so, is, is stopping you because you haven't seen anyone else talk about it. And so maybe, exactly. So maybe it's that. Is this OK to talk about? Because no one else is talking about it. But you well, could be, you know, Elaine, I think we I think it needs to be talked about. You it know, does. And I agree with you. And, and I'm, like, I'm a middle 
middle-aged woman. I was 42 when, when this disease came on. But the reality is, Elaine, and I'm working with some young people now, I'm talking teenagers and college, you know, kids who are going off to college, who are going off to college worried about whether they're going to make it without having to go to the emergency room and worried constantly, how am I going to get through finals if I have to go to the hospital and get an infusion or... I end up in the emergency room and they're worried about what is my life going to be like if I end up with a bloody ostomy bag. Right. You know, I mean, because that, I mean, I don't have one, but it was very, it came very close. It was very close. And I, and I think that, you know, because so many more young people are be, are, are, are suffering from this horrible illness. And it's, I mean, there are reasons for that. That's another whole podcast, but, um, but you know, it's, I think we need to address it. I mean, you turn on, you turn on any of the major, you know, like news networks, every other ad is for a biological drug that treats inflammatory bowel disease. And I'm like, what the, what the F is going on here? Right. Like, why aren't we talking about it? You can't, I mean, yeah, okay, take the meds, but why is this happening? In Ayurveda, we always go back to the why. In Ayurveda, we, we don't sort of believe in you take a pill or, or have a surgery to fix a problem. No, that's only going to be a band-aid. You need to get right. to the why. Why is yes. this happening to your body? Mm-hmm. You know, and why is this happening to more and more people? This is like with cancer. These are all diseases of civilization because we just lead such fucked up lives. Yeah. Toxic lives. Yeah. We, we, we say, oh, I'm such a brilliant multitasker. And you want a fucking medal for that? No, look at what you're doing. You're burning out. Yeah. You're burning out. You're not taking care of yourself. And then you wonder why you get diabetes or breast cancer or a brain tumor or you die of a stroke. I mean, you wonder why. And we wonder why we're all so unhealthy because we don't have time to do everything because we're so proud of our multitasking that we just go to the drive-thru and we eat shit. And then we wonder why our our health suffers. I think it needs to be talked about. I think, I think, Healthcare is, is is I mean without health we have nothing. We literally have nothing. I mean I almost ended up dead. I almost ended up leaving my husband to raise two small children. Zachary was in kindergarten and Veronica was in first uh, second grade when I first started to get sick. And then that whole next year when they were in first grade and 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 third grade, I was MIA. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take care of myself, let alone my own kids, because of this nasty inflammatory bowel disease. I think we do need to talk about it. We do need to talk about how horrific and rampant this is and how if you don't fix this problem, it will lead to others like metabolic syndrome. Yep. And God forbid we should have a pandemic be, you know, <laughs> like let loose upon the planet to just really throw a spanner in the works, you know? Right. And and it's, and it's also preventing people from getting accessing regular health care, which could exactly. prevent or catch some of this stuff early on. Right. But it's the right. don't come to the you doctor. Can't get, you can't no. No, I haven't had a colonoscopy for two years because of COVID. I'm shit scared literally to go into the hospital and 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 be potentially exposed i mean this is an invasive test yep you know um do i really want to be in a big hospital where they're overrun with covid patients Uh, Ah, no i'm good and in fact there was one um report that i saw um it was on cnn i think i think it was the um i think it could have been the cdc but i'll have to double check saying that this year in 2022 they are expecting ridiculous unheard of 
numbers of people being diagnosed with different kinds of cancers because they haven't gone in for their mammograms. They haven't gone in for their PSA test. They haven't gone in for their colonoscopy. They've been putting it off and putting it off. And so by the time they get around to, oh, I better go get my my boobs, you know, x-rayed, then it's like it's spread and it's too fucking late. And it's, you know, so I think that, you know, health, health care and, and health prevention yeah. really need to be talked about and, and how, you know, we do actually have a lot more control over it than, than we think. But people are just, they'll just, oh, no, I'm, I'm just going to take the little blue pill that my doctor said I need to take because my cholesterol is too high. And, and then they just, oh, I've got diabetes. It, it used to be considered a progressive disease that you would eventually, you know, lose your your feet probably to amputation because you get gangrene and lose your eyesight and then you die a slow, horrible death. No, friends, it doesn't have to be like that at all. That is not true. That is not true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think there's many issues here, but the big one that really kind of makes me cringe the most is that, that people don't want to talk about inflammatory bowel disease. Yeah. No one wants to talk about your colon. Yeah. You know, no one wants to hear about that shit literally because it's unpleasant. Well, we need to, you know, just really understand that for the person who's going through that, it is extremely unpleasant. And and what we need is we need empathy and support and we need someone just to give us a hug and say, I love you and I'm here for you and what do you need? Yeah. I you know? He, I think so, you're onto something. I really do. You think I, I think should you have uh, to go with it? The approach of let's talk about what nobody wants to talk about. To talk about, let's talk, let's, let's, let's talk about the let's talk about shit, the real crap. Let's talk shit. No, really. I mean, it's just, it, I think it need, we need to get it out in the open. I feel so strongly about it. I kind of put it on the back burner for, for a while. And, and certainly, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about type two diabetes too, because it is, it is a preventable disease. It really is. And it is so easy to reverse. Um, and because that's kind of where I'm at right now is still, you know, I'm still dealing with the hangover from that. I'm dealing with insulin resistance and it's just, it's a bugger of a thing to reverse. Um, that's just kind of where I am now. And, you know, last year I really had to sit down and think, well, I need to pick one. Do I pick IBD or do inflammatory bowel disease or do I pick diabetes? And diabetes, that was kind of like a no-brainer. And I kind of feel that, you know, it's still the main focus of all my all my content, my Tasty Tuesdays, my, you know, I do talk about my inflammatory bowel disease a little bit in my, um, in my Tasty Tuesdays, because my coach said, Ingrid, you need to talk more about that. She's with you. She's like, you need to talk more about it. Like, tell your story. Don't just say, oh, this food will help lower your blood sugar and get rid of your fatty liver. No, no, no. You need to really tell your story and really open up about it. And I think publishing that chapter in the anthology, that was the first part of it. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like I got my toe in the water now. And now I've got a taste for it. Yeah. Now I'm, you know, and I kind of, you know, cut back a lot on some of the really gory stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of am feeling like depending on like maybe in a video, I can talk more about the gory stuff. Maybe on a blog, I can talk more about the gory stuff and post more of the photos versus, you know, um, like necessarily in that book that I yeah. that I was a contributing author to but yeah I kind of I kind of feel that you know like for the cookbook that needs to be a part of it 
that that definitely needs to be a part of it and yeah. i definitely want to create more content around the whole ibd thing yeah sure, 100%. Yep. yeah i think and i think your cookbook can be you know be a dual purpose where yeah. it's you know educational about all of the things your story you know, yep. these foods are going to help you with this. These foods are going to help right. you with that. Right. And they, right. how they can kind of go together. Um, but you really can, um, talk Have about, some the, right. Yeah. The prevention and how to reverse, how to reverse it. If you get it, you know, right. and, um, prevention, like how do we prevent yeah. it? Right. And that, that's yeah. where your, your coaching comes in is, is preventing, yeah that sort of thing. But then well, if, you, if it, it happens is. now, you know, so you're, it could be layered with, you know, yeah. prevention. And then the next chapter oh, is, yeah. it is. Know, is what, what the diagnosis, the onset, yeah. the diagnosis, the diagnosis and, onset, and now the, re and the reversal, and the reversal right? yeah. The kind of the, the diagnosis, the, the, you know, getting it. Yeah. I love that. Yep. And I then really, can, I really, yeah. And then you can, um, you know, bring in the, you know, the type two diabetes was a, an effect. So yep. you know, this is, this is, you know what I mean? So it, it yeah. goes into uh -huh. to the stages. Exactly. But wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Just when you thought you had endured all you possibly could, then mm. along comes metabolic disease. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I love it. I love it. This is, this is really fantastic. Elaine, this is, this is awesome. This is awesome. Good. I'm so glad that it, that we were able to kind of, you know, pinpoint that a little bit for you because, you know, sitting on the struggle bus is not going to help you. Plus it's going no. to give you something to look forward to. It's going to give you purpose. You're going to, cause it's all about making an impact like, and this is the perfect time because it's, you know, the start of a new year and yep. you really have, and you have the support from an assistant, right? And, you know, if you need support from done for you stuff, you, you know how to get in touch with me. Oh yeah. So it, you really Absolutely. do have everything you need in order to, to get started. Yeah. So now you have a place, to right. Start, right? You got your roadmap. Oh, this is awesome. This is, I, I'm going to be going and literally drawing it up on my flip charts later today, for sure. Good. Good. <laughs> this has been absolutely fantastic. I'm feeling, I'm feeling uh, very positive and I'm, I'm a very visual person. I'm like, yeah, I can actually picture the book in my hands. So, yes. and there will be profanity. Of course there will. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Well, make sure when you are driving home that you keep your, um, have your voice recorder on and just spill out anything yeah. that comes out as you're driving home. Cause your pop rocks are going to be going off. Oh, they are. They're already popping. Good. Yay. Thank well, you, Elaine. Of course. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>